Good morning, good morning, good morning. Sarge's coffee here. Yes, indeed. Ba-bing. I'm just finishing up my uh, to-do list today, trying to figure out, trying to divide it up between things that have to get done that aren't quite pleasant and things that I want to get done that I enjoy. You know, unpleasant stuff is like uh, going to get, well, here's the thing. It's only unpleasant if I don't find a way to make it pleasant. Isn't that interesting? My thinking is stinking. So to go to the bank, I was about to say, oh, going to the bank sucks. No, I'm depositing a check. That's good. That's money. I like that. So I'm enjoying that. I, I blew a tire out. I need some new, new tire for my truck. Oh, that's, that's no, that's fun. That's taking care of my truck. So yeah, it's the way we frame are things to do in each day that make it either we have a good time doing it or becomes a fucking chore. We're going to talk about this today. We think about this a lot. First of all, how's my audio? Because I listened to the Ink Slasher show. My audio was freaking terrible, popping in and out. And I wasn't wearing headphones. And it sounds good now. But... Um, Thanks, Alex. It was a great interview. I just I'm I'm upset about the quality of the audio that came out of my my system. Can you? It's not like poppy or, or it's all right, right? I just actually I bought a new um I just got a new um, mixing board to change some things. I think what I got is not quite effective enough. I don't have enough controls on it. All right, so let's talk here. We have Gunnar Anderson. Hello, Gunnar. Elk Rhodes is good. Shadeaholic, like that. Sad Raiden, good name. Cooper Hummel, the redirection. New Super Mario Brothers Eli, Gulag Beat. I'm here, Slags. <laughs> Fuck. Priscilla, you're the best. Uh, Paul Gone Nine, I like it. Scurfy Ninja, I like that too. Og Shadows. There's so many names here. Do I miss you all the time, or is it because I just don't pay attention? I'm not sure. James Spencer, I know that name. Here we go. All right, here we go. Um, now, do you have any advice on how to, to productive academic, how to be productive academically, having to write an assignment? Um, see, James Spencer, I disagree. I think you're very. You you made a sentence there. You're interested. Thing is, you're not interested. You know, if someone asked you to do a, a story or, or write about something you cared about, you'd probably jump right on it. Problem is that you don't care about things. So you have to change. Like I just said, you got to change your perspective to find one that makes something interesting so you can care about it. So whatever you're working on, you got to achieve the ability to tell your brain what you want to think. And you can do that. You, you can change the way you think like that. Remember, thoughts are just reactions or impulses they're not real it's a thought just because you think it does not mean it's real if you think it enough if you keep have if you keep repeating that same thought or same type of thought then it becomes a belief then you believe it's true even though even though it may not but if you, if you hear it enough it's like with the news you keep hearing the news and people saying the same thing over and over a lie repeated a million times becomes a belief system you're going to believe it I mean, for many, for thousands of years, people believed that, you know, 
the sun went around the earth with good reason because that's until some figure oh wait a minute no that's we're actually traveling around the sun but the belief system was everyone echoed the same thing or you have a group of friends right and you all are saying the same shit all the time then you're going to believe that it's your it's your echo chamber it's called it's an echo chamber so you got to do the same thing personally when you're trying to uh work on school you got to start giving yourself an echo chamber where things are exciting like i just said oh i gotta go to the bank today no i get to go to the bank there's got to be some aspect of the project that interests you there's got to be something it can't it, there's got to be something in the store even if it is just to experiment with a new type of pen or maybe i'll write in pencil today or maybe i'll type with my left there's got to be something you can do that allows you to have an interest in the activity that you're kind of resisting. And it is, it's just resistance. That's all it is. Giving up your resistance is the first step to being academically successful. Is this microphone popping? Because I think it's popping. Is that popping to you? Let me turn it back a little bit. Turn it back. All right. Is that okay? I don't know. Hopefully it is. Um, oh, you're from Inc. From Ink Slasher. Hey man, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. This is this is a little different. This is sort of a um, we talk about kind of non Call of Duty stuff. It's more about getting your shit together with life. You know, I'm in a constant battle to uh, get my shit together. You know, or keep it together, I should say. So that's what we do here. It's gonna be a little bit different. Helen Park is in the house. Mm. Let's see. Some scammers attempting to, well, I, I don't know the nature of the circumstance, but um, from my experience, scammers only be effective if you give them attention. So just block them, block them. Unless, you know, I, I don't have enough details, but if somebody's scamming you, if somebody is, just don't, don't pick up the phone. Don't get into an argument with somebody. You, you know it's a scam. The minute you hear their voice, you know, you know it's a scam. Hang up. Block them on your phone. Don't play. Why waste your, your valuable attention, your valuable time communicating with somebody who's is offering you nothing, you know, except an opportunity to resist and be angry. So you can do, do that on your own. Um, hey, Sad. Philly, actually, I spent a lot of time in Philly. Um, my hockey coach brought me there to teach a hockey school in Philadelphia. I had a girlfriend from Philadelphia many moons way before. Just when I, I was just getting out of hockey, I was dating a girl who's from, went to Philly a lot. A lot of cheesesteak. I went through, uh, what was that place? It was downtown. There's a big cheese, uh, this cheesesteak restaurant. It's kind of outside. Anyways, it's, yeah, I've been to Philly quite a bit. Almost a Philly, almost a Flyers fan. Love Bobby. Love me some Bobby Clark. Let's see. Um, character was insane. Not only he's insane. I think he's he's high energy. <laughs> insane? Nah. It's like he's he's just committed. Sometimes somebody who is one hundred percent committed appears insane because they're fearless. When you're fearless, you don't pay, you have you're free of reservation, so you move through things quickly. And that has the appearance of somebody who doesn't care, somebody who's insane. Um, 
Don't know, man. Um, that whole story is interesting, Gunnar, because again, I started as Frank. I, I really built the character from the ground up. I was brought in to test the performance capture technology itself. I wasn't really involved in the, the casting at all for a while. I was just a guy. I was just kind of doing stunt work, doing, um, and it slowly evolved into, you know. And again, there's a video. There's a whole playlist on this channel that's committed, that's dedicated to explaining how I became Woods. Um, they had, yeah, there's a bunch of guys auditioned for it, and they actually hired a guy uh, to be Woods, but they um, things happened, and they kind of ended up bringing me in, and the rest is history, <laughs> until Cold War, and who the fuck knows what happened there. Anyway, somebody does. Hey, Simple Complexity, thank you. Thanks for supporting the channel. It means a lot to me, so thank you very much. How am I doing? I'm doing great. I'm talking to you guys this morning. Um, let's see. All right. Do I think the Black Ops series will be the next? I don't know. I I really have no clue what's happening next in Call of Duty. Um, again, I don't even know why they didn't invite me back to being black in Cold War. I have no idea. There's in my mind, there's no reason not to have me there. Physically, I'm great, I'm great shape. Um, I know the character inside and out, upside and down. I've, I actually wrote as a writer for some of a, a lot of the Woods dialogue I wrote. So it doesn't make any sense to not me to include me. So when it comes to the next game, I certainly have no fucking clue what's going on. And most of the people who I, I was really connected to, they're gone. They they they've moved on to other. I mean. I've been, I've been doing this, what, 11 years, 12 years? So that's, you know, time moves on, man. I started doing Woods in September of 2009. Again, that's all in, the videos is how I became Woods. There's a whole series of videos on this. Uh, will I be in the next COD? Brandon Koch. Um, if they ask, sure. Sure, I'd love to. But I don't know. I, there's been no conversations about that whatsoever with me. I don't. I don't know what's going on next. I don't know what's going on. Sarge, how would I get rid of strong habits that are hard to get rid of? Slowly, you start by doing something different. I don't know what the habit is you're trying to change, but it's not about resistance. It's the way I do it is I try to take that behavior that I want to modify and I turn it into an alarm clock. So let's say um, every time I have a hunger for, let's say, potato chips, I love potato chips. Potato chips are a totally empty calorie. They are useless to your body. Okay. They're just, they're, there's so many things wrong. There's so many things wrong with potato chips. I love them. I love them. I love pizza. Love it. But nutrition wise, it's worthless. Your body is, it, it makes me feel like crap. It gives me headaches when I eat potato chips. So when I, so what I do is I, I use that as a trigger as an alarm clock. Oh, I want potato chips. So I remind myself, okay, it's, I want potato chips. I know they suck for me. So I'll do push-ups instead. Or, or I want to eat the pizza. You know what? I'm going to sit down and play 15 minutes of guitar. You use the craving or use the, the onset of the, of that behavior as a way to do something else. Use it as a trigger to some better behavior, something you want exercise or reading. 
So that's how I, I, I managed to trans to, to sort of like transmute uh, what I call negative behavior into positive. I use it. I don't resist it. I'm not you know, like I'm a diet is resistance. And it, it really, it's really successful. But if you use your craving for sugar or craving for ice cream, which I love ice cream, peanut butter. Oh my God. But these things are really bad for my body. So I, when I get these cravings, I say, fuck it. Now I get this push-ups, guitar, write, work, clean my truck, clean my garage. There's so many things you can do that are constructive and you use it as a, a trigger. And that, that 10 minutes you would spend, you know, e- eating a, a slice of pizza, you could, you could clean your bedroom. And then you have something you, that's worthwhile. It's, it's not as tasty, but after a while, your body will appreciate not putting all that crap into it. Let's see. Um, what other games? I am in, uh, I'm currently in Yakuza 7. Uh, they play the dragon. I'm in that. I play Masaru Watashi. Very proud of that. Um, I hope I did it justice because the, because the, um, the Japanese actor who plays it was just phenomenal. So I really hope I can do it. I can just get close, even in the same ballpark as his performance, because he's so so guttural. But that's the Japanese language, anyways. Oh, I love this. Moise. Is it Moise Adnan? Uh, tips on getting athletic. All right. You already are athletic but you want to increase it, take small steps, do something every day. And I don't know what sport you're looking at. I don't know if it's just to be more, but every day, you know, start by moving your joints, man. Move, you know, move, just kind of move stuff. Take every joint, move it three times. Do it right now. I mean, no time like the present. Sit down, get you, pick your knee up. All right. Extend it, hold it half tight, extend it. Hold it, use your hamstring, do each joint three times. And you're going to feel your body is going to start wake up. And that's how it begins. Small things, you know, make it, make a muscle, make, make a bicep muscle, let it go three times, three times, right? Other one. And I guarantee you, you're going to start feeling better and then get your shoulders back to get your neck up, you know, roll your shoulders, start by moving. Move, move, move. Movement is, is that's the key to everything. Um, yeah. Ice cream. Awesome. Let's just say, how can ice cream? Awesome. Hey, Sarge, how would I be able to do something? I can't do very well. Um, practice. I'm not being a douche here. I'm not being facetious. Repetition. It's called muscle memory. And remember, your brain is a muscle. Your emotions are like a muscle. You've got to practice these things. Your brain, your intellect is a muscle. If you don't read, you got to pick up a book and read. That makes your brain stronger. If I want to write something, if I want to be a, if I want to practice as an actor, I'll get a book and I'll read. Because reading, when you focus, it generates images in your head. That's your brain, you know, making, that's being creative. So when you read, it gets the machinery going. 
once the machinery gets going, it's like a like a it's like a uh, projector in your head, and that's how you begin. Just get started, but you have to be, but you got to do it consistently. They don't have to like the biggest mistake people make when they start training is uh, they try to make up for ten years of inactivity in one day, and then they've blown out. If you're gonna if you if you haven't exercised in a year, then you should start just by moving you're moving every joint in circles for in very slowly just feeling your joints and then kind of flexing muscle at a time try to find each muscle in your body and flex it just flex it see how it feels and do that for a week then you're building a foundation of awareness if you go out there and try to run you know 10 miles in the first day it, it, your body's going to blow up i don't care how old you are so small small pieces actually that should I do a video on that? Because I keep saying I'm going to do this, but I do have some time this week. Today I'm going to. Oh yeah, hey, today I'm I'm doing a cooking show today. I'll be posting another week. I'm gonna I'm going to do. Um, I forgot about my fried potato skins. Yeah, yeah. I have to go buy some potatoes. We're gonna make fried. I did it last night at my girlfriend's house for breakfast, and I, I remember how to do this. And this is old. So I was playing, this is back, it was a hockey thing. And uh, yeah, it's, well, I'll show you, it's, it's called Sarge's Potato Skins. It's, it, it's like a, it's like a fry, it's, again, it's it's not great nutrition, but man, it tastes good. And it's not nearly as bad as eating, eating a potato chip or cheese puff. All right. Herbert von Bismarck. What would I do if I was a if if I was the president of the United States? Oh man, I you know I don't know if if our our system can be can be recovered. Unfortunately, I think it, I don't know if it represents America at all. I think I think that we have crossed this line where everyone's in a bubble, and it's hard to it's hard to try to see similarities when all we see on TV is everyone's an asshole. You know, if, if there's one thing, it's like it's everyone is painted as awful. And the media is constantly lying. They, they're editing. You know, it's like a comedian. A comedian, you know, when we start taking our news from comedians, it's dangerous because comedians create context. They're like lawyers. You create a context and then you move information around and you just, and it's like, makes it funny because you, you create a context. Now that context could be totally misinterpreted or it could be a small slice of reality that has no relevance to a, a, a larger thing. It's, oh, that could be funny. So we're there now. We, we really, we, we worship our, our comedians as our truth source. And they are, they, in truth is relevant, you know, like, Cultural. I mean, cultural truth is different. It's like there are certain truths. Like when I travel to Japan, I try to function. Oh, by the way, uh, thanks for that butter. Appreciate that butter X, butter XX. You know, I, I try to uh, behave in a way that's familiar to Japanese because I'm a guest, right? So, but is it true? For, you know, and so this truth has become almost like it's become objective and when everyone's got their own, own realities, it's hard to come together. And we really have lost our, our, 
So as a president, mm, I think that'd be a conversation I have constantly. Like, how can you take more responsibility for your own life? How can us as an individual, what can you do to be better at your own life? And how, how can I be of assistance? I'm not going to, I don't want to give it to you, but what can I do to help you? If, and it really has to be about desire. If somebody really wants an education, then I think we should find a way to help them. If somebody really wants to improve their life, I think it's the opportunity of government to help them. But if somebody wants the government to do it for them, if somebody wants um, something delivered to them without effort, we got we to figure that out. We got to start re I think the leadership has to become much more responsible than they are. It's, it's all about, you know, okay, either you hate Obama or you hate Trump, as opposed to looking, okay, what, what are the aspects of this that I think are you, how do we talk about the border? How do we talk about um, modifying police behavior? How do we talk about changing uh, behavior towards the military? towards the police how do we how do we find common ground and have a conversation how do we fix this without saying it's someone else's fault and i think that's where we are right now so if i was if i had if i had some power and authority i would present that here here's how i believe we take responsibility here's what i think we can do but you're not going to hear that anytime soon because if you do that if people start taking personal responsibility then all the people who make a living off of telling you that other people are doing you wrong, people who make good lots of money doing this, they don't have a job. And the news outlets, if they don't have you sucked in hating somebody, then they don't make the money they make. So it's profitable. Having us hate each other is very profitable for a lot of people. So that's going to be a hard thing to change because it's easy to slide in the hole, man. It's easy to blame somebody for how for your own life. In fact, you're, you're almost asked to do it now. You're almost expected to do it, as, as, especially at, at your age group. So take, take control of your life. You can do it. Take, take control of your thoughts. So I want to talk to you. I want to talk about how to do that. Um, God, I, was, I, was, uh, I, I lost my train of thought, what, what I want to talk to you about today. Hey, here's, here's a really great one. Hey, Sarge, I tried your Frank Wednesday routine. You mentioned three days ago, working out great. What do you think, think Woods is like social-wise? Um, what kind of social life does Woods have? Um, Woods, is, Woods lives in a vacuum. It's a character I created in a vacuum. Okay, so... Um, Social life. He, he's a he's asocial. He and I mean that in kind of a productive way. Doesn't care. He's mission oriented. Woods only exists in the battle. And there's we we, we don't bring Woods into civilian life. You wouldn't. That would be a whole other thing. There's a movie I did called Cold Water. I'm very proud of it. It is as close to what I believe uh, Frank Woods would be as a civilian as, as we could possibly get. Um, and it was as fortuitous because I, the, I booked the film like right after we, sh uh, we were coincidentally when, when we were shooting, uh, finishing up on black apps Two, I booked this film called cold water and I played 
uh, Colonel Frank Reichert, United States Marine Corps, retired. And he runs a, basically he runs a rehabilitation program for uh, kids who are fucked up, you know, youth who are uh, kind of, you know, uh, lawbreakers and things. And it's really is, it, it's, a, it's a really great study as, as to how somebody who has a structure around them that allows them authority and allows them, you know, to have influence. When you take that, that, that governing structure away from them, how effective are they? Is it the man or is it the institution? And so it's a great film. Watch it. Um, so social wise, we never had to, we never had to do that. I never had to do that kind of research. I have opinions about it, but until I know the context of the story to create that part of the character wasn't necessary. You know, it's all about relations. For him, it's about relationships. He'd be a probably be a, like a really uh, disturbed veteran, having to go through that and not having the. There's one thing I remember. I remember I had a uh, guy I grew up across the street from. Um, I won't say his name. He was Green Beret, and he was my fishing buddy. Like maybe five, six years old, and I was you know enough enough to, like maybe ten years older than I was, and kind of a rural environment. I grew up. We had a, a, a river, and I knew all the best fishing holes. Because that's what I did as a kid. I just went to the river and fished. So he would kind of recruit me, and we had taken out and we'd fish together. And he goes off to Vietnam for a year or two, and then he comes back. And I'm like, this time he came back. I was like, he's like 21, 22, and I was maybe 14, 15 or 14. And remember, we were going up to this one fishing hole. You could drive then. So oh yeah, it's opening day. So we get in this truck, and I remember, I remember sitting at a light with him, and it's like three. Maybe uh, four or five o'clock in the morning. You know, opening day starts at five o'clock. Yeah, that's so you all sit around the pool. You all sit around waiting for the clock to turn five. It's opening day, five a.m. Then you all start fishing. It's the funniest thing ever. Like so arbitrary, right? We're all waiting for five o'clock. You get your thermos of coffee. And what time is it? Four thirty. Okay. Yeah. Get your spot at the fishing hole. And uh, and I remember we're we're sitting at this intersection. It has a red light. And it's, it's, it's early and it's, it's rural. There's nothing there. And he's waiting at the red light. And I could just see him getting agitated. Just so like, it's kind of makes no fucking, and he's talking to himself and, you know, and this, this is a dangerous dude. This guy's, he's a, he's a green boy. He, he taught me shit. He was my flight instructor for a couple of years. Cause I had bullies and he helped me, you know, he helped train me to defend myself against bullies. And, uh, I remember some of the training we did he, it was just really intense, right? And we're at, we're at this red light waiting for like maybe 30 seconds. It, it felt like an eternity. And he just erupts. Fuck this. And he hits the fucking zips out of there. And he starts on a rant saying, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I'm in control of millions of the machine. I got to stop at a fucker. He's fucking who, you know, I can take care of myself. I don't need a fucking light to tell me when it's safe to cross a goddamn intersect. He goes on his rant about how it's stupid to wait there. There's nobody there. Why not take action on your own life? You know, and that was his issue that he came home when he had all this autonomy and freedom and, and power to handle his own, to do things as, as he saw necessary. Now I'll say he has to come home and he's got to like, wait at a red light when there's nobody around or not go through a stop sign because there's no traffic at all. And it was just, it was incomprehensible that he would have to submit to this type of world again, where he had to conform to these rules. Right. So that, that would have played into the, the civilian woods. I think he would have been just 
very frustrated that he'd have to obey by these stupid or banal rules that most that you have to have because not everybody is as, as personally responsible as a, as a soldier or, or as a woods character. Some people are sloppy. Some people don't pay attention. You know, they're not paying, they're not in control. They don't have skills or they're not competent. Most people never develop competency. You know, especially dog owners. I got a story about a dog yesterday. It pissed me off about dogs. Anyways, so that's, does that help? Guys, I just drifted off to a whole fucking crazy story, huh? Uh, no, I own four guns. I have two handguns and two shotguns. That's what I have. Dude, it's 30, it was 34 degrees here today. So yeah, it's cold. Stop giving me shit. <laughs> Bailey Nelson. What advice would I give? And by the way, Bailey, thanks for the uh, the supporting the channel. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, what advice would I give to a person who wants to be responsible but doesn't think they're up to the task? Okay, this is what I want to talk about today. Thank you. Reminding me. Here is the biggest obstacle I have, and I think it's universal to all these things, to being successful, the biggest obstacle to being in life and getting what I want and, and being happy is the inner critic, that voice in my head that talks to me that says stuff like this. I'm not, up to, I'm not up to it. I can't do it. Oh, this sucks. I don't want to do this. That voice is needs to come under control because it's just, it's just thinking. That's just thoughts and it's not reality. So you are up to the task. It's just somewhere there's this idea in your head or in, some, in my head a lot that I can't do. Oh, I'm not able to do that. Oh, I shouldn't do this. Oh, my knees aren't good enough to play hockey. No, it's like you if you if you follow a thought long enough, it becomes your reality. So just change the way you think. And it's not a big deal. It is not some super thing you see in a movie. It's not 10 miles of of walking on you know glass shards or hot coals. It's not meditating for a million years. It's a simple decision. I want to change the way I think. And you just think of something else. It's simple as that. It's not like, oh, you know, this cup should move. I want, no, it's like, oh, I'm going to pick up a cigar. It's not about resisting the cup, but moving on to the next idea. And that's the most, that's the most important. If I can give you one thing, if I could give this to you, I would give it to you and everybody. If I could, you have the power to change your thoughts. Everything in your life, good and bad, you generate. It's in your, it's how you perceive it. It's how you look at something. You can see something and say, oh, I can't, that's hopeless. I can do nothing. Or you can change it. Okay, there's got to be something in here that I can do. There's got to be some opportunity. There's an opportunity. Wherever you see adversity, that's where opportunity lives. And for the Woods character, that's the foundation of everything Frank does. In any circumstance, He's only looking for the target of our, where's the opportunity? What can I make this? What can I do here? How can I affect this situation? What can I do? And sometimes it's simple as just changing the way you think. And that is committing yourself to this point of view. You got to commit yourself to this. This has got to be your blue sky. All right. And the blue sky is this for you guys that remember. Your blue sky is how you see yourself. The, 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 the person you want to be, who are you? You are powerful. You are, are smart. We are individual. We are strong, right? 
That's who we are. Anytime we doubt that, that's a cloud passing through our blue sky. Just let it go. Move it on. Give it a little wind. Wave it high. Because remember, what you focus on, where your attention goes, is where your belief begins. If you're focusing on the world being a shitty place, it's going to be a shitty place. If you're focused on, oh, hey, even in the darkest of times, I can find an opportunity. I can find a way to um, kind of handle myself. Then you'll that, that will be your life. Yadzilla Factor 7. What does, thank you. Thank you, Factor 7. Again, I appreciate you guys support the channel. It means a lot to me. Thank you. What does my idea of a solid personal plan to save and invest money look like? You have trouble with that. What a great question. Um, wow. From a guy who has made a lot of mistakes with his money. Number one, you pay attention to it. Um, I used to dabble in the stock market and I did well until one day I decided, ah, oh, yeah, I, I just took my, took my attention off it. Investment is about discipline. You, and your plan has got to be, whatever your plan is, you got to be disciplined. Now, if you play, uh, you play stocks, you got to know, you got to learn, you got to do your research, you got to study. Uh, for me, I try to invest in things that I like, or I, I see that are, are popular. Now, the electric, like right now, I think uh, everything, we're moving towards electric vehicles. So in my mind, if everybody's moving towards electric vehicles, right, what's involved? Again, look at everything as an opportunity. What's involved with an electric vehicle? Well, batteries, right? How are batteries going to be made? What's, what is built in the battery? What is, what is a car required to work on a battery? Oh, we're not using, not using pistons anymore. So that's going to, that, that meant there's going to be something else going, there's going to be new technology that people will be developing. That's where I would invest some money. Um, the next thing is charging stations. Who, who's building the charging machines? That's a good investment, I think. Um, so the, the personal plan is not wishing from my, it's like it's not like most people use money like they're going to Vegas. They're throwing it at and hoping it does something. You gotta do your homework, man. Study, look at things, think about, think long thoughts on everything. Like what what's trending now? What, what is what's new in the world? You know what what are people doing? And you know there's some things that are short terms like you um, like what um, you know, tea, coffee. Coffee was a big thing. Uh, now, okay, let's think about the about the world itself, right? We're, we're transitioning out of this COVID, out of this quarantine. Uh, in New York City, I think what sixty percent of all commercial real estate is now vacant. What's going to go in there? What has changed? People are working from home, so what are they going to want to do? So, if people are working from home now, and that state becomes permanent, what is the next need these people are going to need to serve? Well, they need socialization. So that means I expect the rise of uh, like uh, bowling alleys, uh, pool halls, places where people go to have recreation, to be commun to have community. I think that's the next thing. How do you create community? Like Zoom went off the charts, right? Well, what's the next thing? If Zoom is that, how do you extend what's the next thing after Zoom? Maybe a platform that makes Zoom easier. Maybe, uh, again, this is how I try to think when it comes to investment. It's not about going to, it's not like, oh, hey, maybe GE will go up. Well, no, what's GE doing? 
how are they? Oh, they're building these new, these new turbines. Oh, they're, they're transitioning out of uh, certain things like Ford. It was a good investment at five bucks because they're transitioning out of cars. They're only doing the Mustang and trucks. Now they're great trucks. So get in, you know, oh, they're transitioning. They're going to be, so you, you got to learn about the things you're going to invest in. If not, just put it in, in, a, in a savings account and play it safe. You know, uh, I dabble in Bitcoin a little bit, not a lot because it's volatile, but you know, I remember when Bitcoin was a quarter, <clears throat> Buy a hundred dollars worth. It'll be worth what? $10 million now. Right? So do your homework. Make sure that if you do take a chance, you can afford to lose the money because it's, I've made that mistake. Medic. Been a while. Thank you so much. The truth of nature of good old tricky Vic's existence gets muddier with each iteration. In my opinion, do I think Reznor lives past Black Ops 1 or not? Do you think he brought the horses in Black Ops 2? Whoo! Um, wow, there's a lot there. Um, I got to think that question through. Do I think Reznov lives past Black Ops 1? Hmm. So you're saying, is, is, he all, is it all inside of, of uh, Mason's head? There is a line in Black Ops 2 that's I, I, I referenced that. Yeah, your old man thought you know, it was Reznov on a horse that saved us. Um, I am, I have no canon here. I don't know. Uh, it, it, I discussed it. There was no real answer given to me. Uh, sometimes as an actor, you just got to accept the premise and, and follow it through. In my mind, in my, in my preparation, the way I, the way I saw it was that it wasn't written. I guess this is my this is my interpretation of, of the universe that I created when I did it. Now, what I have in my head for Woods may not match what uh, writers have. Uh, I mean, again, I never saw a completed script ever. I there's things I still don't know about the game because I never there was never a script like most movies. You get a script, you know, page one and give you the whole narrative. You end up on page 100, and you pretty much have an idea of what's going on, and you can that answers your questions right for the most part. I never got one of those. We just kind of had scenes and they had requirements. And a lot of times the why could never be answered. Well, we don't, you know, I don't know why, you know, no one knows. Just do it this way. Okay. And just, you just be obedient and you do, you do what's asked of you. So I don't know. I, for me, I always treat it as if, um, to me, it was always intriguing that Reznov would still be alive. I always wanted that. And it made it interesting. Um, but, you know, we, I played it as if he was, uh, he was still part of a, a Mason's imaginary world. But again, then again, you know, it, it just, it, for me, there's, I, again, I don't know the story. I don't know. Um, things I do know, this I do not know. So sorry about that. And that's disappointing. And so like, personally, I think he brought the horses. No, I thought that, that was, uh, it's kind of dick to myself. Um, in the in the in the black ops story that i performed no he did not bring the horses there's a line that i say your father thought it was it was reznov you know bringing the horses he was out of his mind so that that pretty much gives a statement there that no uh, woods does not believe the woods story old man woods presented information that it, that 
that it was not Reznov that rescued us in the desert. Now, remember, that was a replication scene from when in the original Black Ops 1 where I go out the window and all of a sudden I come back and, you know, it, it helps me, you know, Mason, you're okay. I got you. Remember that? And then also he, he morphs back into Reznov. So, you know, there's a little bit of that screwiness because Mason's, uh, he's under the influence. So there you go. I hope that helped answer some of the questions. I probably was pretty useless, but so I've, I've, I'm kind of split on it. In the in the story, he was not, as far as I, far as I, for what I understand from the script, the limited script that I got in my mind, I want him to be alive because it really makes for really some other opportunities down the road. So, Keanu, I got no idea, man. I'd love to be. I mean, obviously, I love this character, but I have no idea. The emo, uh, brother. There's okay. There's the Shemag. This is a, this is Shemag, by the way. This is actually from Afghanistan. We got this on one of our trips. There's two things I do. One is um, you do the whole headband way. You put it over, and you you have a preparation for the for the desert. So you got it where it comes, you know, over your head and comes around your mouth like this. You tuck it down. And it's coming over the top. Uh, I do this. Basically, this is what I do. It's it's just. Keeps my neck warm when I drive because I like to drive the windows open. Uh, there's no right way to do it, Raiden. Whatever feels good. Oh, creamy peanut butter. That's not even a question. Well, why why would you have chunky peanut butter? Why? It just gets in your teeth and it hurts. If you have if you want it want chunky, get peanuts. Get actual peanuts and chew them. Chew them well. If you want peanut butter, you want to spread it out. Just saying. It's one of those things, like no pineapple on pizza. It doesn't fucking belong there. Oh, motion. There's money by happiness. Depends on the individual. Depends on who you are. I don't think there's not any one rule for anything. For some people, they can truly be happy if they had more money. You know? Um, if I think it depends on how. And where you attach your personal value, money is energy. It's a tool. And if you're if you're if you're a craftsman with your tools, right, and money can buy a lot of happiness because it's a it's a powerful tool. You can do a lot with it. You know, if it's your identity, if having it is what makes you feel like makes you feel superior to people, then it's a, then it's then it's kind of like you're it's a it's a slave master. Because if you don't have it, you're gonna feel bad about yourself. So money is a great Slave is a terrible master. So if money is a tool that you know how to use and you use it and you generate you, and you generate your own happiness with your own identity, then it's a great tool. But so can it, yes, it can, but it depends on the individual. If you treat money like a tool, sure. Like, you know, can a good guitar bring happiness? Yeah, man. But if you identify with a guitar and, then, and you lose it, then you're, you're shit out of luck. So it's the tool. It's, a, it's the craftsman with the tool that generates their own happiness, right? In my humble opinion. There you go. Money buys God, God gives you happiness. All right. 
do I think I love this sheer do I believe things happen for a reason? Is everything faded? Do we have free will? Yes. I think we again, here's the here's the deal for me. You can't live in two spaces. You can't say for me, I can't say that, well, you know, uh, my thoughts manifested this good thing for me. And then when something shitty happens, something I don't like happened, well, that's the universe telling me no. Either I own it saying, yes, I, you know, I, my thoughts and what I put out into the world has returned X to me. I can't say, I, I can't hold that true for only things I, I like. And for things I don't like, I'll blame the world for, well, that's fate, you know? So the answer is, yeah. If I believe that how I behave, how I think, how my mind, where my, where my mind goes is where my life goes. Where my thinking goes is what happens. The more, the more I think about something, the stronger that thought becomes. So, yes, things happen for a reason because that's what we're looking for. We are focused on something happening. We're focused on an idea about another person. Well, this person will never be a nice friend. Well, then I'll be a nice friend. This person can never do that. Well, they never, in, in your mind, they never will. But if they believe you, then they're in trouble. But if they don't believe you, they're just going to walk away. You know, this guy's kind of like, he's kind of being negative and I'm going to go live over here and same thing. Oh, this guy, so he's perfect. He's so good. And you know, like a lot of parents, you know, they, they look at their kids, like I like a dog. The people have dogs who are just so poorly trained. Oh, isn't he cute? Look, he's peeing on your shoe. Isn't that cute? No, it's not. He's wrecking the grass, you know? So your perspective determines your outcome. And I, I know I'll probably get a lot of shit for that because it's 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 like again, it's all about personal. In my life, it's about personal responsibility. How much responsibility am I willing to take for myself? And I try and that's and there's a great book by uh, Jocko Wilnick, uh, Extreme Ownership. I love the book. I love the whole mentality. And everyone I know who is very successful has a high high degree of personal responsibility. And what that means is that they own. They take responsibility for everything that happens, good and bad, pleasant and unpleasant. They accept that they are, they're thinking, their actions, thoughts, and behavior have created what's in their life. So, you know, if, 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 if you're 22 years old and you don't have a job and you're sitting there and you feel like you can't get started and you're pissed, well, how did you spend your high school years? Did you open, did you crack a book and study? Did you train your brain? Did you use that free platform your parents gave you to build yourself up, to have to, to a spot opportunity? Did you learn language? You have nothing but time as a kid from basically from 12 until you're 18. You have six years to build yourself, learn language, build skills, you know, learn how to use a hammer, learn how to play an instrument, learn, learn how to learn, you know, study math study literature, learn things, you know, get greedy for information. But if you didn't do that, now all of a sudden you're sitting there, you don't have a job and you don't have a life and you're angry. Well, you didn't No, it's up to you. Everyone's telling you go to school. Here's homework. Here's an opportunity to learn. And it's free. It's not costing you a dime. When you're young, you get in your twenties and thirties and you haven't taken the time to build yourself. It's again, is it fate? No, it's fucking, he's just, he just, you didn't, you didn't do battle with your ownership. You didn't take responsibility for who you're going to become.
hard. It's hard, hard words. It's a hard lesson to learn, but it's got to be. It's it's the truth. I mean, no one's ever going to argue that point. You are. You will become. There are stories of people who grew up in horrible circumstances and they rise to great heights. And there's people who grew up with all the money, all the access, all the opportunity, and they they become derelict. So obviously, it's not it's not fate. It's not money. It's like what do you how do you choose to take responsibility for yourself ownership i love that lecture all right so let's hate lecturing let's see yeah i did and you know what tough shit tough shit responsibility that password is gold what are you doing I, I have, again, I, I, I have empathy for it. I've done that myself, but personal responsibility. If you got $300 million, you got to you got to take care of your money. You got to pay attention to your money. You got to pay attention to details, details, details. They matter where you put a period in a sentence matters. The words you use to talk to yourself matter. You got to hear how you, Listen to how you talk to yourself. This is how you talk to other people. Words matter. How you use your words when talking to yourself and other people, it matters. You know, what is your goal? Build alliances. That's my only mission. I want to build an alliance with the world. How do I do that? I got to use language. Let's see. Yes, I did meet these guys. Event Sevenfold, I did meet them. We had a blast. We had a blast. Hey, signs of redemption. Love it. All right, Cox, I'm not a goddamn onion. If anything, I'm a goddamn T-bone steak. I'm not a fucking onion. <laughs> you know that. The onion, that's not, that's, that's, that's for the new guy. Let the new guy be an onion. We'll do something else. Well, I mean, that depends on what the mission is. Greece, I, I hear great things about Greece. I hear fantastic things about going to Greece. I know I have friends who want to live there. I want, I want them to live there, so I have a place to go. Um, I am fascinated by North Korea. I want to know what the truth is. I want to know what it, because you know, it's so hard to get information out of North Korea. What you know, we all have our biases. You know, when when a news agency picks up information, they cut it, they edit it. You know, sometimes it's out of necessity to shorten the story. Sometimes it's out of politics. Sometimes it's out of propaganda. I really have a hard time trusting media in any way, shape, or form. So I want to know what's going on. I'd love to meet Koreans. I've met Russians, and like, wow, I, we're really not that different. You know, we're really. You know, what the Russians are pissed about are, is really fucking legitimate. When you listen to Russians talk about, oh, hey, you know, well, your news says this, but this is what happened in Russia during World War II. I mean, there's getting to know people, especially people you think are your enemies. Like I was talking earlier, like somebody who you think is opposed to you. Generally, they're not. Generally, they're just like you are. There's just a couple of vari variations in, in how you, you say things. You know, in France, it's, you know, the word, you know, green is one thing. And in Japanese, the word green is another. But it's the same thing. Like an apple is an apple. No matter where 
what, what words you use to describe it. So a freaking apple, right? So that's those are the things you got to. So going to North Korea would be that to find what what is the truth about what is North Korea like. No, no, no. Oju, I like a good oju, but I don't. A one. Uh, no, my steaks are too good to have uh, put A1 on. My steaks are so good, you don't want to use steak sauce. It's like, or ketchup on steak. No, 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 no. That means whoever made your steak is not doing a good job. Trust me. Like, it, if you have one of my steaks, you will not want to put uh, sauce, on, any type of sauce on it at all. Even the ribs a little bit. Yeah, I get barbecue, but steaks, when you do them right, mm, you don't you you wouldn't want to do that. Anyways, uh, same. It was the same character. You just aced him up. Was a. There's actually a good video on how we made Old Man Woods. Go down and watch it. We'll talk later. It's in the uh, it's on the playlist of how I became Woods playlist. It's pretty great. Let's see. Oh, hamburger man, hamburger man. Um, I I did an experiment last week. I I, I call call them my uh, Sarge's burger balls. Yeah, hamburger made in a way that so we grill them as a as a ball. It's, it's not quite a meatball. The so meatballs are are I think they're kind of baked, right? Yeah, I think you bake meatballs. I never made meatballs. This is a, a grilled burger ball. It's a burger formed of. I, I tried. I was experimenting with different sized burger balls. Like one was big, only like the size of a baseball. Problem with that is like it's. Um, and what I do is like, well, I, I have a video. I'll show you what I do. It's really interesting. I'm gonna do that. I have a whole. I have. I have some. I'm setting up my shoot for my uh, Sarge's grill. Burger balls are in. Uh, T-bone steak. Well, not T-bone. It's gonna be a ribeye. Ribeye steak is in uh, Sarge's uh, Sarge's uh, fried potato skins is in uh, Sarge's uh, Parmesan cauliflower is in, which is fucking amazing. And what else? Uh, there's a few more things coming down. Let's see. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. There is no Patreon. We do have, uh, you know, there, people do um, support the channel through, uh, I think, Super Chats are called. I really got to get that shit. And we have, uh, we, if, if there is um, Sarge's Corner dot store, uh, posters are up right now. There are things, a lot of cool things. The comic book is up right now. So uh, Sarge's Corner dot store, if you want to get some merchandise, go ahead. It'd be great. Oh, and, and again, I got to ask him, please like and subscribe. Please go to the Instagram channel, jamesc.burns. Uh, join there. Uh, Twitter is James C. Burns and Sergeant Frank Woods Twitter. I think everything's down below in the thing. Please do that because I keep getting yelled at by people because I don't um, ask you guys enough to do that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. What are my thoughts on veganism, vegetarianism? 
Sure, why not? As long as you don't pontificate, as long as you don't make people who don't agree with you evil bastards, it's a choice. And for me personally, I try. I tried. Uh, I ate like a vegetarian for like five years, and it didn't work for me. Um, I prefer eating red meat. I, I, it's like you got to have a respect for it. But if you're going to be a vegan or a vegetarian, do it. But keep your mouth shut. Don't make it other people's problems. Don't insult people who don't agree with you. As long as, you, long as that's the case. Because a lot of times vegans, I find vegans get a little bit judgmental. Like people drive Priuses all of a sudden. I guess I drove a, I drove a hybrid car you know, for a while. And uh, there's an arrogance like, well, you're driving, a, you're driving a Ford truck? Yeah, I am. I like it. You know, uh, in, the, in the scheme of things, that battery in your hybrid is going to be a lot more problems than what my truck is generating. My truck can be, re, can be re, and it, there's a lot of conversation. Just be, if, you, if you're going to be that, go for it. I eat a lot of, I eat a lot of vegetarian um, options. I think they're delicious, but it's the, it don't, as long as, as long as you don't make air, you know, be arrogant towards people who are not, you know, just respect other people's decisions not to be that or to be something else. So I'm cool with that. Well, here's the thing, Con. Um, travel back in time. I don't know, man. I don't look backwards that much, if ever. I try to avoid that because there's nothing I can change. There's, I don't think there's ever going to be. Maybe one day, once we have quantum computing down, we'll be able to extrapolate uh, a what-if scenario. Because there's so many variables and factors that go into every decision we make. Uh, there's there's this idea that if a you know butterfly flaps its wing in Hong Kong, it changes the weather in New York City. Um, if you study cause and effect, there's probably some truth to that because everything that happens changes everything else. It's like um, in quantum physics, the idea of observing an event changes the outcome of the event. So if you study if you study physics, you study vibration, you study the effect of uh, you know, when you observe something, you, you, you absorb photons. Well, those photons are now not continuing the journey. And who knows what they would have done after. So we have an effect on everything we do. Every, every time you breathe in air, you know, you, you're breathing in all kinds of stuff and you bring it out. We're affecting everybody around us. Not infecting, we're affecting. So going back in time, I can't, I can't think about it because it, it doesn't make any sense. There's no way my brain can track enough information to decide what would happen if I had gone left instead of right. You know, there was a time, especially as an actor, I go back and I, I would really get upset about a bad audition. Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Uh, sometimes I get the job and I don't know why. Sometimes I don't get it. The idea is like there's no way to figure out what would have happened. So move forward, you know. You know, you know certain things like okay, well, if I if there's a pattern of behavior, if I feel bad about myself because I didn't take action, then okay, correct that, but remember that. But the idea is like to go back and sort of ruminate on what happened and live in the past. That means you're not living in the present, and that's probably what happened in the first place. For me, most of the time, my biggest mistakes is that I, I wasn't present. I wasn't thinking about what I was doing. I was, I was afraid of what might happen or I was afraid of uh, 
I was living in fear of what so many different things I could be afraid of, but I wasn't focused on the job at hand. You know, getting marks, whatever, even as an athlete, you have a job. Suppose if you think oh, I can't do it, or you think about beating somebody, you're not, your job is to, you know, be over there at this point in time. That's your job. Do you, you know, do your job? That's what that means. So going back in time, uh, I, I don't think I, would I want to go to the future though? Mmm. Mmm. That's, that'd be interesting. Going in the future, especially now, and see what's going to be like in 15 years. But what if it sucks? What if it really, what if I cost myself like 10 great years? It's ah, tough, man. That's, that's, a, that's a great thing to ponder. But now, focus on today. Focus on, take a breath, move your body. You know, live today. Live fully today. Have a full day. Get up, do some shit. Do, work on your, be competent in your mind. Be competent in your feelings. Be competent in your thoughts. Be competent in your body. Build confidence. Get good at stuff. Enjoy life, you know. Take time to taste things and move. And feel your body and talk to people. Connect. Because that's, that's the only thing you're going to regret is not having more of that, in my opinion. Uh, actually, if you go, hey, Menthol, if you go over to sargescorner.store, there is a, uh, a thing. Uh, you can hit a tab, and it tells you how you can send me something to, uh, I can sign it and send it back to you. And generally, what it is, is you send me a self-addressed, self-stamped envelope. I do hundreds of these, and it gets very expensive for me to give everybody in the channel a because it's you know seven, ten, fifteen dollars to ship things added up. So I need you to send me a self-addressed, self-stamped envelope or box. I will sign it. I think it's like I think I charge three bucks because I use that money for uh, donations. So I think it's three dollars to sign something, and it really is more about uh, gives me some money to give to the, to like uh, whatever we we do charity stuff. Let me get here. Most difficult character. The most difficult characters for me are things that don't, um, that go against who I am as a human being. You know, there's, uh, I don't know, man, they're all fun. Uh, it, it's, acting's not difficult. Acting is fun. You get to, you get to explore different parts of your personality that would not be acceptable in public. You can say and do things that are totally not okay. So um, I don't think there's anything that's hard about being an actor. I mean, sometimes, you know, you, you got to remember dialogue or sometimes it's just it's cold and it's crappy out and you got to stand and act like it's warm. You know, that that's when it gets a little weird sometimes. There's not, acting is, it's like, it's too much fun. It's, it's, I love what I do for a living. I'm blessed to be able to do it. Did I voice them? No, man, I was not part of that either. They, I have not talked to Activision since, um, uh, just like a month after, um, Black Ops 4 came out. They, they just, we just stopped talking. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know who did that. Uh, it was not me. You could tell it's not me. It's like somebody was basically trying to have this vocal quality, but it's just different, you know. Don't know why they would do that. All right.
Gotcha. Hey, Sarge, what does a woman with the cubes? Say? Okay, that's not a woman. That's uh, that's a, a version of the Buddha. Uh, Buddha was a little bit feminine, but that's okay. Um, that's actually a story that started early on in the broadcast. And I mean, back when we first started. That's Granny Brew. Granny Brukowski. That's my grandmother. My grandmother was this tough little Polish woman. Uh, first generation immigrant from Poland. Hardworking woman. Worked in the factories. Uh, you know, came came up during the, the Depression. Didn't have anything. You know, came to America, I think, with a, with a not even a suitcase, right? Uh, built a life for herself. So she was a tough, tough, tough broad. And I mean that loving. My grandmother was just fucking tough, tiny. And she'd smoke like she would chain smoke. So the story is that uh, during a hockey game, she loved, loved my hockey games. I was playing juniors. And, uh, and this is back in the day when there wasn't glass all the way around the rink. There's actually chicken wire. So the fans could like grab your jersey and spit on you and throw beers and cigarettes. You know, it, it, it was a different different planet back in the 70s and 80s. And uh, so my grandma I, were big fight, like a, a bench clearing brawl. I, I could fight, but I hated it. I just, you know, I didn't like it. Hurt my hands when I did it. So, and I'm sitting there dancing with this tall dude. And, you know, he's, he's got me kind of got my jersey like this and like oh, man let go of my jersey and so we, finally i said fine and i just started started throwing he starts throwing and we're kind of wrestling we're kind of throwing and we're at, near the boards and we're kind of throwing and kind of it's a hockey fight we're not very good at it and all of a sudden through the through the the mesh the the, uh, the chicken wire we both hear this this angry little voice kick his ass jimmy kick his ass and and we're, I'm smelling, my grandmother smoked Salem menthols. That was her cigarette. And I knew the smell. I go, oh, shit. And he said, kick his ass, Jimmy. I look over, there's my grandmother, my little five-foot, 100-pound, angry Polish grandmother, just just full of venom. And, they, and she's like, and she's got this cigarette. And she's just, and she's just, and I'm like, me and this guy look at each other. I go, that's my grandma. And he said, and we just started laughing. It's like, kick his ass, Jimmy. Kid him again. <laughs> oh my God. This is my family. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that's where the story comes from. That that's Granny Brukowski. That's that's my logo. She's uh my grandma. She's dead, but she is great. There you go. I want to do some Xbox Adam says, I want to do something fun with my life, but I don't know what to do except for playing games and games make me sad. I don't think I have life. Um, first of all, Adam, Xbox, stop talking to yourself like that. Be nice to yourself. Use good words. Support yourself. Hey, man, let's go find something. And take chances. Go out there and experiment with things. You don't have to be great at something. Just go out there and start doing it. Pick up a hammer. You know, go get a job, man. Go, go experiment. Don't make your value about what you do. Make it about your integration of thought, body, and mind. Are you healthy in your mind? Are you healthy in your body? Are you healthy emotionally? Well, what does that even mean to be healthy? And 
give yourself the freedom, especially now if, you, if you're a teenager. This is your time to experiment with life, to gather information, try things, try learning a language. You may love it. You know, try, try exercise, just try things with a, a curiosity. Because right now, you're, it sounds like you're very limited. Well, I want to have fun. What is, well, what is fun for you? Do we even know what is fun? I mean, there's things that are, are um, easy because you don't have to work at it. Like sitting on a controller is kind of like that's very passive. You can get really good at that, but not everybody can be a professional because that takes many, many hours of work. I, I know professional gamers. They're like professional athletes. They train. These guys train. Now these guys are like they're, they're fit. They train. So that, you know, that's something once you find out what makes you tick, but until you try things, until you go out and actually experiment, you know, go, go take a, a flying lesson. It costs like, you know, most airports have introductory flying lessons for 50 bucks or a hundred bucks. Save money up. Go take, don't be, if you want to try something, save the money, get a job. There's only dignity to getting a job and earning money. There's a lot of, in fact, there's a lot of pride to that. You know, so the idea is give yourself a break. Talk to yourself with kindness. You know, when you hear yourself saying things like, uh, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, you, you don't know because you haven't sat, sat with yourself long enough to find out. Oh, I'm going to find. When you hear, whenever you hear the word don't or can't or not, stop yourself and reframe it. Say, oh, I want to try this. I want to try that. And if you can't, if you can't like love yourself, then agree to try to care about yourself. If you don't know how, then say, okay, I'm going to try to learn how to care for myself. All, that's positive momentum, okay? That's where it starts. Experiment. Give yourself the freedom to fail. I fail more than I succeed. I am a 90% failure. If I get 10% success, I am happy. Because mostly failure is the only way you learn things, you know? You got to check his, if you start riding a bike, you're going to fall. You know, if you start playing guitar, you're going to mess up. You get, that's, but you only fail when you stop trying to do something. That's when you fail in my mind, at least once. Or Anyways, enough of that. Um, If I've been a theater actor, uh, I have, okay. Um, again, a theater actor connotates somebody who acts predominantly in the theater. No. Have I been in plays? Yes. Have I been in, have I performed on stage? Yes. Uh, both as an actor and a musician. Yes. Do I consider myself primarily a theatrical stage actor no i have been on stage in a long time um that's it's i i really enjoy the film medium i do enjoy a play but uh quite frankly i can't make a living at it in los angeles it just doesn't and sometimes you got to look at things in terms of pragmatically speaking like well is this going to pay the rent so that's medic thank you for that medic appreciate it uh, your question is, is Reznov a Jesus figure akin to Piggy or Simon in Lord of the Flies or a tragic hero like Antonio or Prometheus who gave humanity fire and God punishment was having eagles rip his inside. 
Um, hmm. Are you are you are you kind of piggybacking on my Perseus video? Um, I guess so. The Jesus figure is um, what, but it's about. Well, it depends on how you see the Jesus figure. What your interpretation of that is. Uh, the Jesus figure is, for me, when I my research is that it is the explanation of what one must do to uh, rise out of uh, our programming. So, for me, the Jesus story is uh, more about we must be willing to give up what we think we know in order to be free to understand the nature of, of, of the world. What I mean by that is what we think and what we think we know, our belief systems are not really ours. They're given to us by our family, by our friend group, by our schools, our, our religions, our, um, edu- our uh, cultures, these we, we're, we're kind of we're surrounded by this information and we assume it's true which is why you can make a lot of mistakes and you know traveling around the world because you think that the only culture in the world is yours when then when you go to japan or asia like things are very different i mean be, there's behaviors that are diametrically opposite you know things that are courteous and respectful in, in western culture are actually rude and disrespectful in middle eastern cultures it doesn't mean one's better. It just means it's different. So that those those disparities, that is that is like when you try to get, become a clean slate and say okay and say yes, like okay, I accept that. I can accept that. That's uh, so. That's really to me. That's what the Jesus figure is. It's somebody who's willing to die, you know, willfully give up life as you know it, so you can be reborn again as. You know, in a much cleaner space, you're not holding on to beliefs that that may be detrimental. You know, if you you grow up in certain in certain communities, you, you know, you, you may believe that you have no possibilities because everybody around you believes there's no possibilities. But yet, you may have tremendous possibilities, but because you're constantly here, like, well, you know, there's no possibility, there's no opportunity here, there's no opportunity here. You start believing there's no opportunity, except there's opportunity everywhere. And then someone comes along and says, hey, wait a minute, there's opportunity here. And that just shakes everybody up. And then they got to say, well, no, you're wrong. So that's what I, I see in this. So with Reznov, he's he's sort of the heroic, he's the heroic, um, not as, he's, the, he's the heroic element. He, he, he brings people up. He's more of a phoenix than anything else. He rises from the ashes to become something else. Um, so yeah, I, I had to think about the other thing I was Piggy Simon from Lord of the Rings. I mean, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies is, that, that's pretty deep, man. That's a pretty deep book. <laughs> that, that really is about, um, about socialization. And again, it's, it's about how people become, I think the other book that's like Lord of the Flies is Animal Farm, kind of short version of that. And Prometheus, hmm, what that is, it, 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 you got to check your understanding of the Prometheus uh, mythology. Because Prometheus, he did some other things that pissed the gods off. 
giving humanity fire. Um, Saying so that I, that that ventures into the, the control mechanisms of government, they're talking about, you know, uh, making making sure people don't have an, the information that's needed. So it's kind of a threat. It's like it's like the idea of hell, you know. It's 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 a control mechanism. So the ideas of of, of you know, egos ripping your guts out. That's of eternal pain is sort of a, a cautionary tale to. You know, it's like it's in it. And again, I, I don't make it. I don't make it negative. It's just to me, it always reads that that is how you. That is how you uh, find self-discipline is fear, like through threat and fear. Okay, fear of pain, fear of injury, fear of loss. That's how you regulate. It's how our legal system works. We're going to take away your freedom, or we're going to sue you, take away your wealth. So the punishment, the punitive uh, form of discipline. Is is more what that's talking about, you know, as opposed to the uh, the reward um, element of discipline. So that's a that's a great this medic. I would love to talk to you more about that. I'm sure you have some. I'm sure you got some really interesting insights. It's, it's again, it's hard to do it in a 140 characters. I know. Great conversation. Thanks for that. Hey, hey, Gerard. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that Guerrilla Warfare is the leak for the next game. Is it set in Korea? There wasn't a lot. I don't think there's a lot of Guerrilla Warfare in Korea. That was a pretty much head-on head. That was actually the Chinese. I mean, if you study the Korean, the, the Korean conflict, North Korea uh, was really, uh, you know, China was very was terrified that MacArthur was going to come right up to the border of um I think it was the what river the Inchon River, whatever the river is. So they they sent just I think a million people, a million, and it was the it was just horrible the way I think Mao sent just you know they sent what a couple like a million soldiers and they only had like hundred thousand guns. So they told the soldier, okay, run behind that guy, and when he falls down and dies, you take the gun and keep running. And they had like waves of people that would do that. Just horrifying. So um, I don't know how much guerrilla warfare was fought. So I don't know. Latin America, that could be a, that could be a story, couldn't it? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm again. I'm dying to find out what they're going to do. I'm really curious. I have no idea. Let's see. Hey, Sarge. Hey, forever hated Dylan. You know, no one hates you, Dylan. Don't believe that. Hey, Sarge, I'm about to go into high school soon and need a little advice because I'm not sure I'm ready for it yet. I hope you... Well, I'm not sure what your issue is, uh, Dylan. You know, I don't know. Uh, in general, high school is tough because we're not trained to own ourselves yet. We're trained to depend on other people's opinions and other people's actions to define ourselves. So I, for me, I would recommend uh, going into high school as an experiment. See what comes, see how it comes and be kind to yourself in word and actions. You know, 
people are going to be afraid enough and, 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 and damaged enough where they're going to try to make you the object of their fear or their anxiety. And the trick is not to take that on. The trick is to own yourself in those moments. You know, to listen to people, say, oh, that's an opinion. And try not to, you know, try to make yourself independent of other people's opinions. And, and it's just, try everything, man. You know, just ex- approach every class as an opportunity. Get excited about the freedom to learn. You can learn, man. Like, there's so many people that say, oh, I never got an education. 90% of them didn't try, didn't apply themselves. Or they just, you know, got distracted. Apply yourself. It's not, it's, you're going to have the same amount of fun. But it's going to be more because you're going to earn your fun. You, you start getting straight A's, all of a sudden, you're, you're, everybody loves you, man. And technically speaking, do great on your first test. Start with an A, not an F. Because it's, it's really hard to build an F up to an A. But with an A, you start with an A, you got to work really hard to get rid of the A. You get an A, and if you get a B, you still have an A minus, right? But if you start off with an F and you get an A, then you're only at like a C. So start big, man. Make sure your first test, you crush your first test. Make sure you're overprepared. Your first test is really important. And you get two in a row, then things change. Then your teacher starts looking, huh? And then all of a sudden, you get grace. Yeah. Oh, hey, I was, uh, Arthur, I was, Ink Slash is so talented. And and he's a hockey player? Are you kidding? And he has a golden retriever. Come on. He's like one of the greatest guys in the world. I love him. Well, how much shit you got going on, Muhammad? I mean, seriously, how much shit do you got going on? You know, it's like, how much shit do you have going on? You have... If you sleep eight hours a day, right? Eight hours. This is normal. Say it's eight hours sleep. That gives you sixteen hours a day to work, do things. What are you doing? Time management. Focus. These the assignments are very, 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 very important. That should be your priority. You have sixteen hours a day to do stuff. If you only study, if you're in like, sixteen hours a day. And let's say you're in school six, seven, eight hours a day. That still gives you eight hours a day to get shit done. Think about time management. Think of how much time you waste, you know, how time you spend that's not productive. Or how much time you complain. How much time you spend. I find myself, I used I to spend more time complaining about taking out the garbage that it would have took a fraction of the energy and time just to do it. Oh, done. It'd take me a minute to run out, bring a garbage pail out, and, bring it, and come back in. It'd take a minute, but I get upset and emotional. I don't want to do it. And then 15, 20 minutes are blown. And I'm arguing with my parents. And all I had to just run out and drop. Done. A minute. So pick your, you know, really control your discipline, control your, your thinking. And certain things, just do it. When you get the impulse, just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't just get it get started. Get it done. Go do it. Just get it done. Get started. And keep getting started. Uh, let's see. I see. 
I love the behind the scenes stuff that they feel was more intense to do motion capture. Uh, it was the same, man. It was like pretty much the same game for me the whole way through. I, I love the motion capture. It's acting. You're with other people in the room, uh, in the booth. It's a little lonely because you're, you're not, you're not kind of, you're really talking to a voice to another person in your head most of the time. So, but have, have a, an actor across from you who really gives you, you know, feedback is kind of great. Rohan. You're a first year college student studying to become a doctor. Good, good on you, man. Hopefully providing less fortunate people with cheap health care. Let's change that word cheap. Let's say affordable. Cheap mean cheap kind of takes that it's it's less it's of, of a lesser quality. The words we use matter. They count. So let's talk to ourselves in a very in the best possible way. We want to provide less fortunate people with affordable health, less fortunate people. Um, what if that person does not want to take exercise? What if they don't want to change your diet? What if they don't exercise their right to, to be okay? What if they eat bad food? Can you change that? So you got to really understand what you're asking for. You want to help people who want to be helped. The people don't want to be helped. You can't, you can only do so much with your life. There's only so many hours in the day. So help people who want to help themselves. People who don't want to help themselves will suck all the life and energy. And, and then you've lost time, money, and, and pr- time, energy, and, pr- you know, and money. But time is the one you don't get back. You can make more money. Uh, you can make more energy in yourself you don't get time back so focus on you want to help people who want to be helped people who who, who are going to take your advice because if not you just like and those who don't want to help themselves no matter what you do they are not going to help I, again i had i had some i had some kids who lived with me when i was as a hockey coach and they just couldn't you know, i would do it for them. I was, I would spend time and make sure they're okay. Make sure they ate right. Make sure they did all this stuff. But the minute I took my hands off the wheel, they crash. They stop eating. They stop training. They start doing drugs. And I spent, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of kids who really were uh, good and, and they were, had their own, they, they weren't, they weren't screwing up. They deserve my attention. The ones who wanted to learn those who, it would have been better for everybody because that the person who I propped up and kept from falling should have felt should have felt earlier and maybe they would have hit bottom and said, Oh, I, I need to change. But instead, I did what you did. I, you know, I, I thought it was unfortunate. I want to get them. So the lesson I learned is that help people who want to be helped. There's plenty of them out there. Like help educate people who want to be educated, who want it. There's you know, they, they're hungry for it. Bring it there. And those who don't, that's that's something else. You know, why don't why don't they care for themselves? Why don't they do that? Why aren't you taking actions to better to learn or to why aren't you exercising? Why aren't you eating better? And you can address those. But those more those are more sociological. Those that's that's something that's for a social worker to handle. So as a doctor, focus on helping people who want to be helped. I think that's. I don't know. That's just simplify things. Cause that makes now you're working with like people who want to be healthy. 
And then, and again, it's, it's, it's not as heartless as it seems. It's, it's just more efficient. And that way, it, it lets things, and to me, it lets, things, it lets you focus your powers and your time on people who are really going to benefit from it. I suppose somebody who's just going to use it as a way not to be responsible. Tough one. Not tough. That's no, not tough. It's, a, that's, it's a hard place to live, but it's really effective. Let's see. Ava is you. Hey, Ava, how you doing? Going back to school. I don't want to. Is there any way you think it'd be fun? Oh, yeah, man. Sure. What are, What is your complaint about being in at home? They'll study the complaint, and then here's your opportunity. Connection. You can meet people. Now you can talk to people. Hi, my name is Avery. Nice to meet you. How's your, what are you working on? Community. That's what's fun about it. Talk to people. If you're shy, here's your chance to work on your shyness. Make everything an experiment and growth. If there's something you're afraid of, chip away at it. You're afraid to talk to girls? Smile. Just practice by smiling at people. And then practice that being okay with what the reaction is. But chip away a little bit every day at something you want to you want for yourself. You know, uh, and just convince yourself that what you're doing is important. Gathering knowledge, gathering skill. This is your job. This is your mission. You're on a mission now. Your mission is to maximize your capability as a human being this year. And that's everything. That's your mind, body, and spirit. Get fit, educate yourself, make friends. That's, that's the mission. That's the mission right there. Blade. Depression is something I've been dealing with for years. So I'm pretty dark places. Really. Yeah. Um, advice? I don't know, man. Depression? Yeah, been there. Uh, sucks. Uh, here's something uh, that I would say to you. People love you. You're very lovable. You're, you're really important to a lot of people. Like, you are, you are important to a lot of people. Um, they may not be able to express it to you. They may get frustrated. They may be afraid that you might hurt yourself. But a lot of people care about you. So I would focus on trying to see that as well. Like, hey, you know, uh, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good in the world. Um, it's okay to feel depressed, man. It's, it happens. But it will change. It will go away. It will change. Remember, what is your blue sky? What, what, is your, what is your perfect blue sky? That's happiness. Depression are just the clouds that are kind of in front of your blue sky. They will blow away at some point. You could maybe fan them a little bit. But some of the thoughts I use is like I remind myself, a lot of people love me. A lot of people, you know, back when I was young, I, I, it was a battle. It was a freaking battle. And I really, for me, I, it was a bicycle saved my ass. I got on a bike and I just rode it everywhere. It gave me freedom. But that was it for me. Getting, getting physical, moving around, getting, for me, uh, emotions are thoughts. Feelings for me are thoughts that are moving through the body. So a thought, when it starts to moving, it's like, a, so if, to me, a feeling is a thought that's moving through my body. 
And once I understood that, I was, okay, I'll be all right. I just need to let this thing, like, it's like a cloud. Just let it pass, pass, it'll pass by. And what can I do? Well, I always know that for me, movement helps. Just if I'm sitting, get up and walk. No matter how difficult it is, walk, get up, take a walk around, walk around the neighborhood, take a walk down the street. For me, it's getting on a bike, getting on a bike and riding through, just riding, you know, and, and just kind of focusing on other things that aren't me. I hope that helps. You know, anytime, just, uh, just reach out on Jesse and Sarge's corner or something. Reach out. It's, it's important stuff. I, you know, I don't, I don't want anything, anything awful to happen because again, it's, it's not necessary because people care. We care. This community cares. Go to the Discord. Talk to people. We got a great community here, man. Our community is freaking awesome with this shit. So make that. Make sure you get on here. Talk to people. Let them know what's going on. And you find you have a lot of you have a lot of help and a lot of community on this channel over on the Discord, Sarge's um, Sarge's corner Discord, as well. Uh, yeah, I have. I've been, I'm, I'm currently in Yakuza 7. I play Watashi. And I play uh, Masuru Watashi. Uh, one, I have two I have two books. I have, I have a comic book. You can get it on. Go over to uh, uh, Sarge's Corner dot store. I have uh, my book, What My Dog Knows. It's in a it's in a hard copy and a PDF version. And there's the comic book, uh, Redacted, which is limited. There's only, there are only a thousand made. I have about, about two or 300 left. And once it's done, it's gone forever. It's, it's a collector's item. Yeah, it's called Redacted. It's basically, um, it's like the Woods character in a comic book, but it's not Woods, it's Griffin Baines. But you'll see similarities because my backstory. And it's based on it's based it's based on the Gulf of Tonkin event. So yeah, you want to get you want to grab some stuff. We have merchandise on here from Teespring, t-shirts and mugs and shit like that. And then over on uh, uh, Sergeant Corner dot store, there's posters and there's some books, and you can buy class. You want to sit down and do an hour seminar with me or half hour? Sem- you can do that. I think it's like, I think I think what do we charge? 30, 50 bucks for 30 minutes, something like that. I can't, I have to look at it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm kind of a knucklehead that way. Yeah, somebody helped patches out to, I think the Discord is, is Sarge's Corner Discord. I don't have the link ready here. And I should have it, I should have it somewhere in there, but I don't. I'll fix that later on. What time is, oh my God, it's 9.30. All right, I got to get out of here. Um, so I'll be back here Thursday, um, with the Sergeant Corner live stream and back in on Sunday. Um, hope to have a couple more, um, guests to announce. Gunnar Wright is going to be on the show. I don't know when he's, he's working right now, so I hope we get him out here next week. Um, I have some people lined up and trying to see, getting some responses back. I have not heard back from any of the cast from call, from 
the Cold War, except for uh, El Coronel. We do have the big show on the 21st with Dave Anthony, Rich McDonald, and Kamar Dolores. The This is the all-star team from um, Black Ops 2. And I'm hoping to have a, a streamily session at some point as well. But um, we're still putting that together. All right. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for listening to me rant and rave. I love your questions. You guys help me more than you have any idea you do. Every time I talk about something, I got to think about it and I apply it to myself. And you remind me to keep my shit together. Love you for that. Um, That's it, guys, girls. Get the hell out of here and I'll see you soon. Peace and love. Remember, pay attention to your attention. What's up?